Welcome back to Daycare Pod. I'm Jenna, and we are back for week uh, four, maybe, of Paradise. I don't fucking know, y'all. It's gotten a little messy, my brain specifically, because of Taylor Swift, let's be honest. But also, I found out, I don't even think we talked about this last week, but the the show suddenly announced that we have, like, uh, at least double the amount of weeks of Paradise, and I'm still reeling from that. I haven't even, like, actually come to peace with that because it's so upsetting. <laughs> I can't. So I really don't know what week it is right now, but it's week four, I think. And I am excited, though, that my returning guest this week is here. I specifically texted her. I said, I need you on this week because I know you know about Love Island and we have to talk about it. Please welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Hi. So happy to be here. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you were on a couple weeks ago. We were uh, recapping part of Gay Chell season, I believe. I have actually never done a recap. Oh, right. I think okay. we were just like talking. Were we just right? talking? I don't even remember. I don't know. But I, I feel like I, I've been thinking of this as baby's first recap. So um, I'm really excited because I've always wanted to do a recap. So thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, We, we got to talk about just everything. But briefly, let's talk about Taylor Swift for a second. Are you excited? It's happening, baby. Yeah, I, I'm excited. We've got the Gaylor Swift you know, playlist on all the time here. Listen to folklore today while I was working. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited too. And not just because I think potentially she might, you know, do some gay shit. But I'm also excited in general. I think it's going to be an interesting album. There's a lot of like different things at play that we don't even know about. And I don't even know what sound it is. Like, what is it? Like, what kind of sound? Yeah, I've heard speculation that it's going to be kind of like the supposed lost album Karma, which is a more yeah. like pop punky sound. Mm-hmm. And then I've also now heard speculation that it sounds from an insider, that it sounds <laughs> a lot like melodrama, the mm-hmm. most recent Lord, or not most recent, but the one before that, yeah. the Lord album. And that's a great album. So mm-hmm. either way, or a mix of those two, I would be very happy. So yeah, we'll see what so it sounds true. like. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Oh, God. I'm on the edge of my seat. So, let's get into paradise. Almost paradise. Oh, God. (laughs) Remember when we were, like, excited for it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, production's definitely gone fully rogue. And uh, things are going... Things are continuing to go downhill. Mm. Um. But you know what? I'm still having an okay time. Yeah, yeah. It's getting more okay as it goes. I was genuinely, I enjoyed this week more than, you know, the previous weeks. It definitely gave me more excitement, more juice. I was a little bit more, like, riled up. I mean, I was also riled up for some of the wrong reasons, right? I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But at the same time, I was like, I kind of like when I feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this, but it was so interesting to watch them do this quote-unquote split week because Casa Amor from Love Island is like the juiciest part of every season that you wait for. And it really like achieves this effect of just being tantalizing every time. Yeah. And 
Although this was an exciting new twist for them to introduce, it did not deliver the same effect. I will just say that off the bat. Like, it didn't fully make you feel the things that Casamore is supposed to make you feel. So, (sighs) well, I can't wait to get into that. So before we get there, they did basically finally get to the rose ceremony where in which the women handed out roses. So leading up to that, though, we have um, Michael with an uncertainty on not getting a rose because of his own choices. Uh, then we have like James, we have Casey, we have Peter, we have another Justin. man. Yeah, Justin without, um, partners. And, you know, it's all, this is a pretty classic paradise for sure when they're all trying to figure out where the roses are coming from. And I kind of usually like this part. So, you know, it's fine because I do like to see them all scramble. Um, and we see James scrambling for Shanae's rose, which, oh Lord. You know, I actually thought that she was going to pick him. Mm. It, and I told, I told you that I tried to take notes for this recap. And now that I'm looking at them, I took four notes four <laughs> in two days. Um, and one of them, the top one is, I feel like Shanae has more chemistry and is leaning in more with James. And uh, clearly I was wrong. Maybe Shanae was trying to throw us off the scent, but mm-hmm. felt like her body language was way more leaning forward into that makeout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she was like, this is the last time I'm going to make out with this muscly dude. <laughs> and then she went for another muscly dude later on. So, yeah, yeah, there's that. Uh, Sad to see. Didn't work. Poor James. See you later, box man. (laughs) You know, apparently, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but James, the box man, is from the town next to mine. And apparently we used to go to the same, like, house parties in high school. I do not remember him, but I have heard through friends that we have mutuals. And so so I have, like, a soft spot for box man because he... Is from Westchester, New York, and oh so am my God. I. That's so cute. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he really hasn't done anything problematic, in my opinion, compared to the other guys in the franchise. So he's a sweet guy, and I think that him and Aaron love each other um, in a, you know, gayer way. A sexy, way. A sexy way. <laughs> he knows his bro's favorite body wash, you know, the one that smells good. And you know what? I you know, whatever they're up to, I support it. Yeah, hundred percent. Queer bait me, baby, because I have nothing else in my life. Just anything. <laughs> Just feed us the crumbs, please. So then we get the re- uh, resolution of uh, pizza Peter, and all of mm. this drama comes into my eyes. Okay, so I missed the first like fifteen minutes of the episode. Due to technical difficulties, mm-hmm. but I when I watched a little bit um, of a like a tiny recap today, I saw that basically. So it came down to the fact that Andrew was going to potentially get his rose from Brittany now, and Casey was bothered by that because Casey didn't have a rose, and the only other person really would have given it to him was Brittany, and so then he actually very intentionally went to go tell Brittany about the Peter stuff to just like upset her. Well, here's the thing. Like, it, it's open for interpretation. Yeah. I feel like maybe, and I, just giving him the benefit of the doubt, right. like, him and Brittany are buds, right? They were doing, like, friendship roses for a while. Mm-hmm. And he heard Peter talking shit on her and saying that she was just there for Instagram and 
clout and thought, hey, I should give her a heads up that he's doing this because someone here again is trying to ruin Britney's reputation on the mm-hmm. show. She should know this is happening so she can play damage control or do whatever she needs to do just mm-hmm. so she knows. And yeah. I feel like I honestly feel like if I were on the beach, yeah. <laughs> I would want to know. Yeah, so same. there's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I But also that. maybe it was a strategic like, hey, if I do her this solid, maybe she'll give me a rose back. Who knows? Maybe it was a last ditch effort. But I still don't think it's like, you know, I don't think he's a villain for telling her. No, certainly not. But was it? Yeah, I don't know. It was just odd because then. You know, it ended up getting into kind of a yelling match between him and Brittany, Jill, and Genevieve. And I, you know, I respected that. The women were taking care of business as well as they, you know, it can and should. And then, you know, Casey got real anxious and then was fainting and then he fell yeah. on himself. And actually, I mean, genuinely sending our hearts out to him because it sounds like it was, it's been a journey for him um, physically. And I'm not even really making fun of it, but it was just like, uh, I mean, I think it's like probably like the heat and the alcohol too, right? (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's also just like bad. It's a bad look for production, frankly, because Mm -hmm. they're including all these clips leading up to him passing out where he's literally saying on camera to someone off to the side that they're not showing. So like maybe a producer, I don't know. Like, no, really, I feel really dizzy. No, really, I feel like I'm about to faint right now. No, really, I feel really weird. Like, why did no one make this man sit down? He said mm-hmm. it, like, four times, and it's in the edit. Yeah. I feel weird. like they, if they hadn't, like, signed away their civil rights, uh, there would be liability for what happened. It's literally on camera, but I don't think that there's anything that can be done here. Oh, God, you're right. You would. <laughs> Come on. Hashtag pay Casey his insurance bills. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, one thing that I thought was really interesting that I just, you know, saw on Twitter because yeah. we're getting this this thing this season where all of the main people are just tweeting in contradiction to the edit, which is amazing. And it's like just constant behind the scenes, you know, tea. I love it. But one of the things that I saw is that Jill said that uh, Pizza Peter called her disgusting. And that's, like, one of the reasons why they were, like, being like, tomato, tomato, boo, get off the beach. Like, he was saying horrible things to the women, um, some of which we saw. Yeah, but, like, yeah, the fact that he did even more. And then, you know, I'm not going to go into details because it does seem like it's gotten kind of back under the, under some, some secrecy. But there was some discussion last week about Peter maybe dating inappropriately aged women in real life and that's not great and i send my care and wishes to anyone who's involved in that yeah i mean i saw that video Mm -hmm. um with the 17 year old that's like it's not it's not cool and it also doesn't come as a surprise because i mean there's just a whole general attitude there that he I mean, and the line was a little bit Frankenbitten, and I mm-hmm. am not sure. positive exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of, if I was at home and I spent a whole day on a yacht with a woman, we would be hooking up by now. Basically showing that he thinks that just because he's spending time with, with Brittany, that he's worthy of 
access to her body. Like, he just gets that. Which makes sense when he leans in for a kiss and she's not giving any of that body language back, you know? Yeah, and then gets mad when she, you know, says no and he gets mad and then starts saying all these things. Yeah, like, that that part of could have been Frankenbitten and that is unfortunate. Um, And I guess I would also say tisk tisk to the show. Like, why do they continue to fucking show this shit? Where they make the edit and they are like, this is good, right? No. Yeah, this is like the crux of the thing about this fandom or like my fandom, my relationship with the show where I feel so conflicted about this because yes, they're setting up these moments where there's like a misogynist villain so that the women can be like, fuck you and feel like quote unquote empowered and the kicking this guy off the beach. But it's like- We still platformed this person mm-hmm. and put him on the beach and let him say these things to these women. So, and this separation of him as something different with different attitudes that the show, than the show itself holds mm. is like just false. And <laughs> I just, yeah, it's, I have really complicated feelings whenever they do this with like him with Yosef, these kinds of mm-hmm. super misogynistic guys that you can spot from like a mile away. Mm-hmm. Why do we keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this this like pinnacle moment of girl boss, you know, energy that. Yeah, I, I mean, just they... feel like there's better ways. I right. like, <laughs> Love Island. Not to only make comparisons to Love Island, but it's that kind of episode because of what they did. Like, Love Island does not need to do this kind of setup in order to make drama. It's just, like, the people and their interpersonal relationships make the drama themselves. And it's always fresh, even though the format is exactly the same. Because the people themselves are interesting if you're not writing scripts for them. Mm. They need to take more cues from that show. Like, not just the surface level game formula. Mm. That's so true. Okay, yeah, let's get let's get into that basically. Uh whatever. James goes home, Casey goes home, Peter goes home, Justin goes home. And oh, right before we get the ceremony, fucking Danielle from Nick's season comes down. And I love this lady, don't get me wrong. Mm, fresh lovely. Yeah, breath of fresh air. Comes on down and uh we sidestep the fact that she kissed Wells. We don't talk <laughs> about it here, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and then goes right to Michael, who Michael's like, oh my god. First of all, I, let's never forget, he was like, oh, there's a shiny new blonde over there. I don't know who she is, creep. And then he's yeah. like, oh, it's my bestie, who I've, like, been trying to hook up with. Danielle, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she gives him his rose. We'll get into it more of it. Well, like, no, I guess, actually, yeah, they go on a date the next day, and... Mm-hmm. T- just two more, like, little, little tea things I noticed from the Twitter. Yeah. So I think it was Marlena from mm. Clayton season commented like or tweeted like what you just said. Um, Michael saying, uh, "Oh, a hot new blonde tells me everything I need to know about him and his mm. feelings for Sierra." And then Wells went like you know behind the scenes energy somehow and was yeah. like, "Yeah, I actually." walked up the stairs to her and said, I have someone for, like, told Michael that he had someone for him, like, set them up. Um, it's just, I, it's basically the same exact thing that happened with Brendan and Piper, but it's, like, executed slightly better, less sloppy, and, yeah, yeah. you know, it has 
a black woman in the same position of being used up into a certain point on the beach and then discarded. And it's like probably a storyline written by producers, you know? And the one like thing I saw that was in defense of his actions this week that I was like, okay, but let's take this a step further. Uh, Not against Michael per se, but you know, somebody was like, well, at least he didn't accept Sierra's Rose like Brandon Mm -hmm. did. Um, and keep her around knowing that he wanted somebody else. And I was like, yes. Uh, and, and that maybe he didn't think Sierra would leave. Like, maybe Sierra would have stayed and tried to pursue another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe he didn't know that. And again, so I'll give him credit on that. But it's like the show knew all of this as well. So that's, like, where I'm really mad. And I am still also mad at Michael because he just, like, he did lie. He, like, lied. I mean... You just, he didn't want to be with her and he wanted to be with somebody else and he did use her essentially. And and I feel like, I I will also say that I feel like it's not like that much time that has gone by. It was probably like two weeks and he did tell her, hey, I think we should just be friends. And that's fair. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to stay with someone if you think that they're not your person. But it's more about the fact that like, I have a feeling he knew Danielle was coming the whole time, especially given the treatment that we're seeing from production, not just in the moment, but I bet beforehand production was like, Hey, hang out. Someone's coming because you know, the way that he's walking around before the rose ceremony, like Mm -hmm. looking sad. So I'm feeling sad Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like I'm definitely going home and you can tell he's just like, say psych, someone say psych like Mm -hmm. that. They all know they're about to send in women and they do. And they do. It's the woman for him. Ha 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 ha. JK. So yeah, their whole date was just really hard to watch. The thing is, I want to root for anyone's happiness. It just was so heavy handed and so put on and hard for me to root for. Like, I just can't easily let go of it. Or it's just also so put on. Again, yeah, that's like the best word I can say for it. Because I think that Danielle's great. And I also do agree that, like, maybe they, they obviously are bonding over their shared, you know, trauma and things of that nature. Oh, speaking of quick, somebody had DM'd me and I wanted to mention this before I forgot. You know how this is, this is upsetting. This is not a good thing. But when Danielle talks about how her fiancé passed away and how she, oh my god, so trauma-inducing. Mm-hmm. Where she had to, like, perform CPR and try to save him. Um, my heart goes out to her, but then the next, yesterday on Tuesday night's episode, her intro into Paradise, I don't know if you caught it, her little, like, thing that she does on the sand, is giving a dummy CPR. What? Well, she is a nurse. I know, but for babies. So, I don't know, I feel like that was a little unnecessary. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty rough. (laughs) rough. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're sensitivity right. training up Yeah, in I mean, clearly, yes, she obviously probably has to give CPR in her her actual job. I'm not saying you can't, you know, do that, but, like, anyway. oh, wow. Shout out to the listener. I guess the, like, <laughs> sexy, you know, doctor's coat and stethoscope wasn't really her style, yeah, so had to go a different that. route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into the split, baby. Because that's what we got to talk about. So I don't watch Love Island. Our listeners know this. Um, I tried once watching 
a couple seasons or episodes many moons ago and it was like it was like bachelor but like turned up really high and i couldn't mm-hmm. handle that at the time of life that i was trying to watch it i might be able to do it now but then i couldn't yeah i will definitely say that that happens with people and then if they spend just like a little bit more time like you push past that first episode you will become attached to all the people because love island lets their actual personalities show and because it's like 24 it's like they're always filming and they're putting out content every day you really have enough time to actually get to know these people mm-hmm. and actually see real relationships form. Or you can tell when they're faking. And, mm-hmm. like, you just really – it feels like they're in control of the edit. Or, or hmm, I'm going to walk that back. Yeah. It feels like they're in control of their actions in certain situations. But they have to deal with the curveballs that they're thrown, which mm-hmm. are constant. Um, but it's a great show. It's like really, really excellently done. The production value is amazing. I would recommend it to anyone. I'm very passionate about Love Island. Um, I think it's just amazing. And it doesn't, when you compare the two, it's just like the bachelor looks so like uh, lackluster. It's just, um, they got to take some notes. Is there, is there, like, the same discussion about, like, problematic aspects, you know? Like, are people problematic on the show and then they, it's discussed in some way or? Mm. They, well, it's, I don't know. It's different. I feel like, well, in terms of body diversity, let's just start there because that's something that you and I obviously care a lot about. It's pretty bad um it's 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 not great and there's even more focus i would say on the sexy tone fit bodies and it's a lot of there's a lot of like plastic surgery and body enhancement in the culture Mm -hmm. of the people coming on the shows these are Mm -hmm. like already influencers people Mm -hmm. with hundreds of thousands of followers they're like already content creators and their whole like thing is looking perfect at all times like that's that's a huge part of the show um and the people on it that said they have had a plus-size person on the show and it was handled pretty well and she was very hot and uh it felt respectful and she was desired and uh, you know it was that was cool but it only happened once yeah maybe there'll be more and I guess what made me think about when you said they're already kind of influencers and things of that nature, I mean, I guess that's almost like solving the problem The Bachelor has in the way that they are not fully acknowledging and really embracing the fact that a lot of these people are here for, like, clout, which is, like, fine, right? We always have this discussion in these, like, progressive circles in Bachelor Nation. Like, we're not mad that people want clout. It's just, like, what they do with it on the show is interesting. And how I always say to people that the show can actually work and you can actually have people who find love because you are putting these types of people who are in the sphere and these are their values and these are the things they want and they find each other and that works. Like Lauren and Ari, great example, right? Those are the two type of people and they came together. And so then I'm thinking with like Love Island, I guess you're, yeah, you're kind of like solving that problem in the way that everyone there is probably have the same has the same values yeah it totally solves that problem and there's even a cash prize i think it's like fifty thousand dollars at the end to the couple that wins and there is a couple that wins the show Mm. you know at the end Mm. but in order to do that 
you have to fall in love. Like, okay, to the yeah. point where you it's convincing and mm-hmm. you can't fake it that long. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're watching so much of these people that you can really, you see them actually fall in love. Like, that's the thing is The Bachelor doesn't have enough time. So all those shows, they're having to fake it a little bit most of the time because the timeline is just unrealistic. But on Love Island, I really think, like, they have enough time and the environment is so heightened and they are sleeping in beds together every Mm. single night. There's, Mm. like, also that. There's more private spaces that they can be together. Mm -hmm. They are actually falling in love. So... you're both there for influencer. You're you know, there to become more of an influencer. Mm-hmm. You're there for the money. But in order to get those things, the people who are the biggest breakout stars actually fall in love. Yeah. Okay. Which is, I mean, that is what happens also in Bachelor typically too. Like the people who seem most for TRR do the best outside of the show and yeah. often get back onto the show. So yeah, I, that makes sense. Okay. Fascinating. Um, so in regards to the split, what do they call it again? Casa Amor. Oh, on the show? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the What I think sounds very, very uh, Trumpy is <laughs> split week at the Estates. And because I'm ridiculous and I've stayed at that like hotel chain before, not the Estates, yeah. I got curious about what the Estates cost. So I looked up the pricing yeah. for Vedanta, the Estates, and like a... A room that sleeps like 10 people, which I'm assuming they'd get a bigger room for them. I don't know. Was, um, I think it was $15,000 a night. Jesus. Yeah. Um, They look really nice. They were. They did look really (laughs) nice. It was. And I do love that the women were like so mad and sad and like, we don't give a shit about air conditioning. And then they were pretty happy. Like, (laughs) they were still sad, but they were pretty like, we're okay, actually. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would not be complaining about getting off the beach and going there. Like that, no, no men on that beach are worth <laughs> no. not having air conditioning at 100%. the estates. The estates, oh, so true. So Jesse comes in and tells them. So he doesn't really like. Okay, so the show is, I guess, in their quote unquote defense, they are trying to make it not exactly like Love Island in the sense that they didn't tell it the way it really is, which is that both camps would eventually get new people in you know we were led to believe it was just the women being removed and new women would be coming in for the men which is not quite like the love island complete switcheroo and then we find out you know obviously the next day men are coming in for the women and but they don't ever tell the men that we see maybe next week we'll find out before the women come back right because lace comes back and she might tell them they only put the women through that emotional turmoil and even have them have to see the women who are coming in to yeah. replace them. The men don't even know that there are other men. Yeah. And that just totally changes the experience. They, I was also just, I want to say I was so relieved when I realized that they were getting men because yeah. there was one year on, Cas- on Love Island where Casa Amor was one-sided and they literally just like locked the women up in the villa and had them just cry for a week or like three days whatever it is Uh and while the men were just doing their thing with all these new women and it was so sexist and 
I mean, the way they did this was still sexist, but at least they got new men. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. But, like, could you imagine if they had committed to that bit? Oh, my yes. lord. Easily. I, easily. We can easily imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet they fucking tried. And then, like, somebody was, like, one person was, like, dudes, I watched the show. Love Island. We can't do that. <laughs> we have to. No, because it's so demoralizing. <laughs> you want to break them down. And then be like, just kidding, here are these hotties. And the men that they brought in were so hot. Like, yeah. I say that as, you know, in all my queerness and bisexuality, those men were hot. There were also, there was the hottest man ever from um, from Australia, Bachelor in Paradise, Australia. That man, Alex, is hot. And there was Flo as part of one of the women from mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Have you watched that? No, I need to. It's fun. Yeah, she looked great. She, they both looked and fun. I, I'm pretty sure I I really 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 dislike him, but I saw you posting that you think he's fun. Um Daniel goes on Love Island or not Love Island. Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Uh Canada so. Daniel. Yeah, so if you oh, want yeah. Canada Daniel, yeah, no, which I personally do not, yeah, I was no, horrified I when I saw him show up. He is on that show. Yeah, no, I I think he's just like uh, he's just like the kind of old humor, you know, the the show that I was like, if we're gonna bring back Lace and all these people, like you know, whatever. But then I found out, I told, I spilled it last week, but uh, I actually Daniel slid into my DMs after I tagged him in that meme, and he told oh. me that they actually asked him to be on the season. <laughs> he, oh, he had to turn it down because he didn't want to get a COVID booster. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, do you know who else is on? Um, did he tell you that? Yeah, he told me. That. You're like, sorry, this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna immediately tell everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, but do you know who else is on Bachelor in Paradise? Mm-hmm. Australia is Grant. Speaking of mm-hmm. lace. And I'm pretty no sure way. that he gets yeah. engaged on yeah. Bachelor wow. in Paradise Australia. Okay, it's um, all making sense, y'all. Looking for obviously, he's not married. <laughs> no. Well, he's so, engaged now again to another woman. But yeah, he's ring, ring happy. <laughs> they both are. This this episode, I was trying to see Lace's wrists because I was like, I need to see that tattoo and what it looks like now and what it's covered up as. Yeah, do you think she got it covered up? Yeah, they, I think they both did. I think they maybe, but like, or I don't know, maybe, because it's Grace, so maybe she didn't, you know, or maybe she just added some, like, stars around it to make it, like, less mm-hmm. about the relationship. I don't really know, but I, I need to, I, she moves her hands too much so I didn't notice it. Uh, That's so <laughs> iconic that they did that. I will never get over that, like, on camera. It. Oh, in- incredible. Different times. Different times we're living in. So... The women go to their uh, uh, split estate. Uh, <laughs> so Trumpy. Uh, <laughs> and then the men get these new women right away. And, you know, they kind of split off into their own little groups as far as, like, guys that are... They're all being really nice and on their best behavior um, uh, in, as far as, like, just politeness. But then... Some of the guys, well, you know, we obviously knew Jacob would right away go to being like, I don't really care about Jill. Uh, and he's with this woman named Kate, who I guess was on Clayton's season. Mm. I yeah, guess. I vaguely remember her. Yeah. Like, she looks familiar to yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And then 
we can start getting into some things with maybe Andrew and Jasenia, and then Logan starts getting mixed in with Sarah, and we see that basically, uh, what's his fucking name? Johnny, Brandon, and someone else does like uh, Aaron. Aaron, thank you. Yeah, they all kind of stay in their area. Oh, and then we have Rodney with Eliza. Right. Yes. Which I which I love. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into I'm it. I'm such a, yeah, I'm really into it. I do feel bad for Lace, but we'll get into it. But mm-hmm. I am really into it. It's a good pairing for sure. And, you know, it's, yeah, we, it's, that's the thing is, I think what is interesting is I will say because the men don't know that the women will be getting men. I do think it adds, like, a little bit of an interesting layer. I mean, it's not great, but it's also kind of interesting because, like, they don't know. And so they are, like, kind of tortured by it. And it's interesting to see how which men, you know, um, decide to kind of act on this, like, free hall pass of sorts. Because I also was wondering, I'm like, yeah, you know, one people were like, oh, it's cheating. Oh, it's not cheating. But I was like, what is the, like, the, the gray area is that you are in this situation and it's, like, encouraged I guess with Love Island, it would be more encouraged to try it out and actually see if you have a relationship with a new person because you do know that both people are getting new people. You would think that. But so because this is a consistent thing with Love Island that they do every single season, there are now understood etiquette of what is too far and what's not Mm -hmm. in terms of basically like what you can come back from. Mm -hmm. And, And because Love Island has the element of... Um, there is the public is interacting. The public is voting mm. on their favorite couples, their most compatible couples, their favorite boys, their favorite girls. Mm-hmm. And you can get dumped from the villa if America hates you or if the UK hates you, whichever one it is. Wow. So there are certain things that you can't come back from without probably getting dumped from the island. And that is usually things like making out in bed is, like, mm. too far. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, the bed that you share with your your other partner ooh, is, yeah. like, very That's intimate. But sometimes people do come back from it, but they'll never win the season. Mm-hmm. If you make out with someone at all, really, during Casa Amor, you're not going to win the the $50,000. And that's just, like, a sure thing. So it's that whole element. So, but But that is the thing that gets in everyone's heads, and it's getting in everyone's heads here, which is, like, Am I cheating or am I not? Am mm-hmm. I, you know, it's the ultimate relationship test. I'm going to try this out. And then if I do make out with this person and come back to this other person, then that means that we're stronger than ever. But then it's like, can they forgive that? Um, mm-hmm. I know. It again, reminds me. Polyamory. So of- yeah. <laughs> exactly. It reminds me so much of the ultimatum. You know, I only watched oh, yeah. one season and I guess we're getting a second season. And I was so mad throughout that show, you know, just like... Don't even enter into something like this. If you're having this ultimatum, it's so fucked up. But okay, fine. Let's go into it. If we're going to do it, like, yeah, like you are here to do this. You are here to explore this other relationship. So it's not really wrong that you're doing it. Right? You know? Right. Do you know what's going to happen with the upcoming season of the ultimatum? It's queer, right? Yeah. It's like mostly queer women. Wow. Wow. I know. I mean, that show is a nightmare, but I loved every second of it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, when I said I was mad the whole time, I was like, I was definitely like, "Mm, more please. Uh, It was so fun. (laughs) It was so fun. 
So that's why I, I also am like, I, I, I'm not necessarily mad at this whole thing. I definitely can see the benefit to the way The Bachelor did do it. I do see the harm that the way The Bachelor did it as well. Absolutely. Um, but I'm also not, like, shocked by that, right? Like, that's, that's the yeah. name of the game in our specific fandom is to cause harm to these people. <laughs> it's too bad that it didn't, like, achieve as much of an effect as it could have because I even feel like The Bachelor in some ways has an edge because yeah. the element that Love Island doesn't have is that we know all of these people yeah. and, like, yeah. their potential interests and their mm-hmm. pre-existing relationships. Like, the Rodney, like, mm-hmm. the, the idea that Rodney's been waiting for Eliza. He said it earlier, like, I want to see Eliza. Mm-hmm. And then they sent her in after the split. Like, that's evil and also intriguing, and mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And Love Island, like, we don't know any of these people. So right. you'd think that that would give The Bachelor an edge, but it they, they lose points elsewhere. Like I think else. it would have given it an edge three or four years ago. I, mm. I I keep coming to this like thing where I'm like, some of the stuff they're doing is not really wrong, or well, it's wrong. <laughs> it's inherently evil, uh, but it like it's what we used to like. I think so much of us used to like more of this stuff from the show, you know, a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. And then our conscious consumerism of it all, the way we see things, the fatigue, perhaps just. I mean, the fact that it also it doesn't always work out. We need more success stories. And, you know, yeah, I think that this exact rollout could have been, would have been more entertaining a couple of years ago when we were a little bit more under the illusion that, I don't know, these people aren't meeting up beforehand. You know, I mm-hmm. talked about this with Marilyn a couple of weeks ago that they are trying to handle the new world of them all meeting up beforehand and we don't know the answer to that solution but they are definitely trying some things and i think michael is an example of that they knew that they had chatted at least or something and mm-hmm. are trying to maybe be like uh we're not gonna do what brandon and like we're gonna make it a, a good thing right and yeah. versus like destroy it because they're mad at them for having talked mm-hmm. beforehand uh yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, these people aren't actors, so you can, like, see right through so much of it. And right before Split Week, when I was watching Aaron and Genevieve, I was like, they're literally on the beach celebrating their one year anniversary. Like, convince me otherwise. Like, those two people are so in love. Oh, so true. I know. And then, like, the whole thing about how, like, Janae was like, you and Aaron were fucking, and then Janae tried, Gen- Genevieve tried, like, no, we didn't. It's like, okay, like, we know. Uh, we the, know. the way she was like, the face she made, like, oh, that is ridiculous. They were like, definitely fucking. <laughs> Both Genevieve and Jill make the most unhinged faces. I'm here for it. It's so mm-hmm. funny. They really do. The and they're just like live face. tweeting the seasons. <laughs> Sorry. They're live tweeting the seasons and it's like amazing. And they're just being completely open about it. And Sarah Hamrick too. I like tweeted at her from the campaign. Mm-hmm. This cast has some serious off contract energy and we love it. And like it, that was like our most liked tweet because everyone's noticing that. 
I saw somebody comment that like they wonder if the show is like encouraging it somehow and I don't see the how that would be beneficial mm. to them but I, I don't sometimes I get a little lost in the sauce of mm. where where it all like what is happening are they because they or is it, is it just they are almost doing a unionization play of sorts like they're all tweeting so you can't attack one person yeah that's what I that's what I think it is yeah. is that you can't sue them all yeah. This is your whole entire cast. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I really, that's awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it is very, very, very intense to see. So um, what's co- what couple do we really want to focus on with the split? I mean, I really, really, really could give less fucks about Shanae. Uh, she's mm. now had a third date card and went on with Tyler, who was the man who was trying to tell Rachel that he loved her when she was like, no. God, that was so funny. Yeah. We got to see if Tyler is any better at reading, like, body language this season and mm-hmm. cues. Because apparently he's interested in... I think he's got more of a spark with Brittany, and I think yeah. we were going to see that. It was in the preview. Yeah. But, like, let's see if he can read her body language because... In the past, he's been bad at that, and uh, so has Peter with Brittany. So, so yeah, and uh, what's his face, Romeo? It's yeah, like, like so. Come on, yeah. you can tell when someone wants to kiss you. You just need to actually care that they're a human being in front of you, and like tune into the energy and the body language and the looks that they're giving you. It's really not that hard. And I will say, like, not everyone can read body language in that yes, way. But I don't think that that is necessarily what is happening here. Yeah. I think it's, again, that, like, I'm entitled to your body in this moment. And so I don't really care what kind of energy you're giving me. On Peter's uh, yeah, account, side. at least. Yeah. yeah, we need to really teach that more in school with, with regards to, like, consent that. and all of that. So then... Yeah. She goes on the date with him, whatever. Logan gives in and goes on the date with, um, and gives in is the wrong word. He, he, it's, it's going to happen. He was like, no, no, I, I do want to go on a date with Sarah <laughs> and they go on a date. And <laughs> they say a bunch of nothings and then they make out in the ocean. It was pretty hot though. I will say this whole like scene was a little hot with both of them, both sides of the, whatever, all making out, you know? Yeah. I liked the make out, uh, edit. Yeah. Back and forth. I was like, yeah. all right. Some okay. hot makeouts. Mm. Everyone's having fun. Yeah, That's great. Fun. You know who's not having fun? Who? Lace. No. <laughs> Damn. I mean, unfortunately, Lace was not even in Rodney's top three. Like, was not considered. And, uh, so... and there's no offense to Lace. It's just that he didn't know who she was. No, he's definitely, I, I don't think he's someone who was, like, watching old seasons of B.I.P. Yeah. Maybe he should have, but, um, yeah, he didn't know who she was, and I think he did really like her, but when you send someone who is in your top three and someone Rodney either has a parasocial relationship with or just, like, seeing her on the show, following her on Instagram, or, again, maybe they talked, maybe they DM'd, who knows? There's mutual interest in there, there. like, how's he going to resist Eliza? Like, yeah. she's the cutest person I've ever seen in my life. She's so beautiful. Oh, so and lovely. Beautiful. They were so cute together, the way they were, like, smiling and just, like, couldn't, you know, yeah. keep from, like, just, like, giving each other compliments and giggling and, like, oh, my God. It was, it was palpable. 
I'm excited too because I really wanted to see a, more of Eliza on Clayton's season, yeah, and uh, she really is just like clearly a star mm-hmm. and just like a joyful, lovely person. I wanted mm-hmm. to watch more of her, yeah. um, and she was one of the you know one of the people who has basically disappeared from the edit in yeah. Clayton's season. So I was I'm excited. I want to see what happens. Yeah, we're here for that. Then Lace is struggling over at the estate and in general, um, other than Tyler and maybe one of the other guys a little bit, the maybe the Australian guy. Oh no, not really. He no one none of the women are really into exploring the other uh, other relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Brittany will a little bit maybe next episode per previews, but like Jill, Genevieve, Lace, and Serene have all decided to like just not go on dates really with these other men. And we don't know if that'll continue. They might if they get a date card, they might. I think Victoria will explore a little bit with hot Alex. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Per the the previews. Um which is great. Good for her. That is a good idea. (laughs) Um in my opinion. Yeah. I saw a uh I saw a TikTok today of Johnny mm. pretending to be blind. Oh, God. Yeah. I meant to send it to you. Um, and not, and none of the comments were negative. They were all like, oh, you're so funny, funny king. And I was just like, what the fuck garbage is this? It was like, it was like, um, Casa, I think he was the one who said Casa Amor. It was like, Casa Amor has a scene different or something. It was like mm-hmm. the text. And then he was like literally pretending to be a blind person. I was like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Um, People. So anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to hot Australian Alex. We can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do better. Also, mm-hmm. Victoria Fuller, you know, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I know. Do not care. I hate it because, like, I saw a really good joke tweet about her today, but I was like, I'm not retweeting this because I'm not giving her more of a platform. But somebody was I like... I saw a really good joke, too, and I wonder if it's the same. Yeah, they were like, I just know in my soul Victoria found weed since the last time she was on this show, and I was like, that's so fucking true! It's so true, and it's this picture of her that just looks like she's so happy on an edible. And you know, it's so true. She's so much chiller. <laughs> or maybe she was just like... I don't know. Maybe she really found her confidence in the pandemic and was just like, I'm too hot for this shit and I don't need to stress about this. But I like her energy. That She's doing great. Yeah. Just really wish we could. She would have not been problematic, but it's fine. Uh, it's fine. She's a baby doll. If you lay her down, her eyes will close. It's fine. <laughs> so... Basically, Lace is like, I can't handle this. I only want Rodney. And, like, Lace goes back and forth of being like, I don't blame... Like, I I would understand if he wants to go on other dates because, like, we barely know each other. But I don't want that. But I also understand if he does. But I don't want that. I don't want that. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Spirals. And then they allow her to go back to the beach. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like you have to commit... To Casa more Like, mm-hmm. the whole thing is that they can't see each other. And so, like, if Lace can go back, then why can't Genevieve go back? It's just, like, 
so arbitrary and I feel like that's like their one weapon in their arsenal is sending someone on like um like a missile launch knock knock mm. to break up a one on one or mm. ambush like that is the one tool in their tool belt and it's like think of something new <laughs> please oh god oh my gosh truly but all that said it was the most interesting part of the episode, in my opinion. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, again, sure. I'm not happy for the fact that Lisa's <laughs> being tortured, but I will say I was Aww. definitely just like, ooh, 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 you know, because that felt real. Like, that that felt real. Maybe that's why I liked it, right? It was like a moment of, like, realness. Obviously, she was walked over there. That's not real. But, like, her sitting there trying to get information and the men all being, like, uh, trying to, like, protect their friend, but then also be honest with this woman who's crying and who they all, you know, like as a friend and uh but then her getting really defensive and being like shut the fuck up don't ask me a question and then Brandon being like but you're asking us questions. It's so, oh, it such a mess. Mess. I felt like I felt like they were being kind of defensive with her of course cuz yeah. they were trying to protect him and she was getting defensive and it was yeah. just like and again that's like something that the producers have set up. Yeah. And you know, and and that well set up because he was calling her. Oh, you you've never seen lace when she's mad. Hurricane lace, and so like he yeah he sets them up to be like all on edge with her when he, they could have been much more kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part is so true. He really is such a piece of shit. <laughs> He's the new Chris Harrison. I swear to God. But his beautiful wife is a really good host on Love Island. <laughs> oh, shut your fucking mouth. I forgot about that. She is the host now of Love Island US. And she has the best job in the world. And she just struts in, looks amazing, then leaves. And she's not in every episode. She's in, like, every ten episodes. Yeah. When something really big happens, she just struts in wearing, like, a gorgeous, tight sequin dress and just, like, Walking in slow-mo and, oh, it's just, like, very powerful. Honestly, so, really, really, He's behind good. the bar. Yeah, good for both of them. I fucking, I don't want to be a hater. I've been a hater all week, but that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I have a feeling <sighs> yeah. that she got that a little bit because of Wells. Not because she's not talented. She's obviously a very talented actress. But her career was more, like, movie and movie stuff and TV stuff. And then... But not in a reality way. And so for her to be the host of this popular reality show. I'm not saying it's like because of him, but I'm sure there's connections, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but I think it's a perfect choice. Yeah. And yeah, I really think that man lucked out because he was just a humble player on Jojo Fletcher's season with a Chiron that said Radio DJ, who was like too dorky to be there. And now look at him. (laughs) Now look at him. Bullying people on Paradise. You gotta love <laughs> He's the- made it. <laughs> He's really made it. That's what we all dreamed to do one day. Transphobic skits about contestants who aren't even there. He's made it. He's made it. Oh, God bless you, Wells. So, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we get a preview for next week. There'll be the Lace Rodney um, drama will do something we see the Shanae and logan are gonna fight about all of this uh it'll be interesting to see because she's literally doing what he's doing so like where how does she can have, she blame yeah. this on him yeah. yeah we'll see but we'll see 
Um, then there will be some Britney stuff will happen, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I guess I I don't know I don't know if we know, and you can tell me if you if you have seen this, like how much more of the split we'll get. I feel, imagine at least Monday will be still split. Yeah, I mean, Tuesday they said they were the going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they were going for a week. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm gonna guess is that Monday is a split, and we see. Victoria go on a date with Alex and we see Brittany and Tyler go on a date and maybe some other, I don't know, whatever else happens. And then they'll come back together on the Tuesday. That's going to be my guess. And then when they get back, Genevieve and Aaron will celebrate their year and a half anniversary. That's also going to be on Tuesday. (laughs) That's so beautiful. It just keeps getting longer. Yeah. Do we know what the uh, gift is for year and a half? I know wood is for five years. Um, Mm. Maybe. It's the floral anniversary. It's the fl- Let's it's go with that. Yeah, they perfect. Just looked at a flower in front of me. I'm just so happy yeah. for them. I, I'm <laughs> fucking turned around on Aaron. He's my favorite fucking dude right now, and I can't believe I would say that. I think he went to therapy. He's really come a long way. He's really come a long way. He's hot as hell now for me because I think of the ver- therapy element. I'm like seeing photos of him. Like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? The one thing I will say is. And I, I don't want to be a hater because we're set in a permanent hater setting sometimes with the show. And I understand that. And I actually do like Aaron. And I feel like he's come a long way. But he said something like low-key, like maybe homophobic right at the very end of the episode. They were like playing with the French fries. And then um, Jacob took it too far with the French fry and was like, yo, you're going to have to slap either cheek with it. Um, and, and Aaron said, you're sus, bro. And then the episode ended. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Aaron. Damn it, damn it, Aaron. He is you're a, sus, bro. He is a bro from San Diego, so we can he only really stand so much. <laughs> like, but again, deflecting. He's, you know, he's got a. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, no, That's you know what? what? I'm not going You there. know what, Aaron? You're sus, bro. You're you sus. You know what, Aaron? <laughs> You're sus. Go take a shower and use your delicious smelling body wash that James passed you. <laughs> On that note, thank you again so much, Olivia, for coming and doing this recap. I can't wait to have you back again. We have literally, like I said in the beginning, I think another, like, six weeks of this shit and uh it's only gonna get more dramatic and messy i'm sure oh yeah i uh i don't understand how it's gonna be this long but you know what it's fine it's filling a void in my in my soul so yeah that's good good for you uh where can people find you or follow you and anything else you want to say um, you can find me on Instagram at Olivia Zakes Green. I don't know if you're going to know how to spell that, but it's fine. Sometimes Jenna tags me and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can find me. Um, and you can also just find us at Roses for Everybody on Instagram and some other platforms, but our link tree is in that bio. So yeah. go find us. Go find the petition if you haven't signed it. And yeah. See yeah. you soon. Yeah, continue to ask for change in this franchise. We're not going anywhere. Um, while we didn't succeed with this next coming season, uh, we know that this is a big journey that we have to go on. And, you know, 20 years of exclusion is not fixed in one period of time. 
So we got to keep going. And that means we need y'all to still be here with us in the comment sections, DMs, and uplifting, you know, ending this anti-fat bias and bigotry that we see in our show and other shows like Love Island even. So let's do it, y'all. Let's get some beautiful fat babes on this show because we're fucking hot. Yep. Very hot. Very fucking hot. And also good at being dramatic. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thank you all so much again uh, for listening this week, all 16 listeners of you. (laughs) Uh, And we love you all so much. Rate and review if you haven't done that in a while. Please and thank you. And let your friends know we are an independent (laughs) podcast here. And... Just doing our best to bring a queer kind of leftist, you know, messy, bitchy view to this show. So if you love that and you think your friends might like it, send them an episode. So thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below. <laughs>